Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, welcome back to the What We Said podcast. Today is another bonus episode, another special What We Said advice column episode. And we also are self-sabotaging right now because we're just going to be transparent with you. We're recording this at 4 p.m. That's not a good idea. It's not a good time for us to Scientifically, this is the biggest dip of the day is this 4 p.m., the biggest um, energy dip, lowest Mm -hmm. dip. We kind of knew that it was going to have to happen around this time, though. Like it would yeah. maybe would have been a little earlier, but it kind of was just meant. It it just, oh, just, that's why we always do it at this point, because we always have things going on before. So beforehand, I mean, you know. Yeah, but you know what? I'm feeling energized. I'm putting that energy out there so that I can give you guys the best advice in the whole world. Like Chelsea said, we do this once a month. If you guys ever need advice on anything, whether it's like boy drama or like career advice or work advice or family stuff or friends, friend issues, just write into our podcast email, which is hello at what we said podcast.com and let us know what you need advice about. And we will give you our honest, raw advice. Just to, before we dive in, I wanted to say Chelsea and I have been for the past few days online shopping like crazy. Like addicts. Yes. For pink and blue stuff for new, what we said, shoots. And I was telling Chelsea that I feel like because every, I've heard people will say they shop when they're feeling depressed or anxious, or like they feel like things are out of control in their life. And I've always thought, oh, I don't really do that. I don't really use retail therapy, as they say, as a coping mechanism. I've never been like that. But- I have to say, recently, as in the past few weeks, I've been online shopping a lot. And I think it's because I was doing some self-reflecting because things are so, quote unquote, out of control in my life right now, out of my control, because we're moving. We don't know where we're going to live. Like we're going to be staying in the Airbnb for a little while, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's one thing I can control is like, oh, I can buy these things and, you know, control what I'm wearing or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting too deep with it and it's just that I want new stuff. But anyway, putting that aside, we've been online shopping for pink and blue stuff. And I did find a vintage pink Louis Vuitton purse on the real real. That was the cutest thing I've ever seen. But you know, I'm not dropping $1,800 on that. It's just, Ah, it's too much. much. Especially, this is when you know you've made it, when you can buy um, designer stuff that's like crazy colors. 
instead of just neutral stuff. It's like yeah, it's we one, haven't made it yet. That's what we're saying. Yeah, it's one thing to, you know, just buy a neutral Prada bag or a neutral. Mm-hmm. That you know you'll wear forever yeah. and with every outfit. But to buy like an orange, very trendy designer bag is just really a level I aspire to reach at some point. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. But this particular bag, like maybe, that's the most important thing in life. <laughs> maybe we'll post a photo of some of the stuff we found. I also yeah. found these hot pink Fendi flip-flops, like platform <sighs> flip-flops. Oh my gosh, they were so amazing. But the thing is, I actually, I've said this before, I don't really have, uh, I have like two designer things. I have total. zero. And it's not really, I don't really care about like the name brand of it or the, uh, what's it called? Yeah, like just the look of it being mm-hmm. designer. I would actually almost rather it not have like uh, logos all over it. It's just sometimes they just have really cute stuff. Like yeah. Prada, we were on the Prada website and we're like, these bags are just really freaking cute mm-hmm. and really cool. Do you know what I just saw but. this TikTok about celebrities and it goes for designer bags as well is, who was it? Russell Brandt, maybe his name is. I don't know who The guy is. who used to be married to Katy Perry before they got divorced. Don't know. You don't know? Oh, wait. Russell, uh, is his name Russell? Is he kind of like Russell he has Brandt. a beard and like yes. uh, long hair? Yeah. Okay, I actually do know who you're talking he, about. He, I saw a TikTok on my For You page where he was saying, being a celebrity, celebrity status is a spell. That, that is put onto people. It's, a celebrity is only a celebrity because of how it's perceived. Like the magic of it is purely based on how you perceive them, which is like obviously duh. But I heard that and I'm like, wow, when you bring awareness to that, suddenly things just become, you don't get starstruck when you see celebrities because there's the spell is gone. Like literally the act, like a celebrity is just a person, mm-hmm. but there's a spell almost like magic of how you perceive them to be this out of body or or like um out of above the world. human you know being basically but how do you get rid of the spell because i'm like by bringing awareness to it literally when he even said that it's like i started thinking about even harry styles it's like okay and, and i told nick this and he was saying i was saying if now if I, I i see harry styles i can bring awareness to the fact that that's a spell that's been it's just me perceiving him as that when it really he's just this, a person. Yeah, it makes him this, you know, bigger than life person. But really he's just a regular person that I would pass by on the street and not even think twice about. Well, you know, maybe I'd think twice about. Yeah, myself, like, but we'll see. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's no, just, I get you. Um, and Nick was saying, this is what he said. I'm not good at most things, but one thing I'm good at is not getting starstruck. And I will, I have to say, Nick is very good at a million things, but he is really good <laughs> at not getting starstruck. We've met a lot of celebrities and he's always just like, oh, hey dude, like what's up? He said because he doesn't perceive them. He's not under the spell. So with designer Hmm. things, the reason you pay thousands of dollars really is not because of the quality. Like the quality you could get for probably half the price. Yeah, probably. But the perception of it and the spell that you fall under that it is this like, you know, do you know what I'm trying to say? I can't even like put it into words, but I do know what you mean. I agree. I think it's so true. It's like you can, yeah, I'm like (laughs) still want the Fendi flip-flops, but it's like you could find that same thing on the Zara website. Like even those Prada bags that we were looking at, the pink and blue ones, we could probably find those bags on Zara for like Mm -hmm. $50. Yeah. But the fact that they say Prada on them, it does elevate them in your mind. And Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, there's such a vibe. Like It's purely the perception of them. And perception isn't a real thing. I didn't know I was coming here for a lecture, but I'm actually here for it. No, I need it too sometimes because I get very starstruck and I get like, oh, I love celebrities and blah, blah, blah. And I need a little, you know, takedown of like, oh, we're all just, you know, we're regular all just human humans. Beings. And a purse is just a purse. This is not an ad, but Anna Luisa 
was, is a brand I've worked with for a long time, a jewelry sustainable brand that's mm-hmm. in New York. And they use the same materials as Tiffany's and stuff, but their stuff is way cheaper right. because they take out the middleman and the You know who else is it. like that? Polaine. Polaine, oh, yeah. however you say it. Their stuff is like still expensive. You mm-hmm. know, it'll be like $300 for a bag, but versus they, they do the same thing. They have like the same leather as Gucci yep. and all of these designer bags, but because it doesn't have that name brand on it, yeah. it's like a third of the price. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's It's cool to kind of see when you're out of the spell, mm-hmm. really. You can look at a Gucci bag and be like, it's so weird that this is seen as something so valuable when it's really only valuable because of how it's perceived. That's true. And that must be very interesting to be a person who started one of these brands who it's just like, oh, now I'm you a luxury brand. <laughs> yeah, now I'm a luxury brand and people literally perceive all of this yeah. as way more valuable than it truly is. Yeah. All because of a literal wow. logo. That's true. Okay, well, let's anyway, get into sorry. this advice. Sorry, we're talking about spells. I've just really found my love for cooking again lately, but even still, I can't make dinner and lunch and breakfast every day. It just it just doesn't happen. It's too much. I like to include clean, delicious food in my routine. Sometimes I just don't want to messy my kitchen and take 45 minutes to cook something up. And that's why I always keep my freezer stocked with Daily Harvest. We love Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers delicious food built on organic fruits and vegetables right to your door. It takes just a few minutes to prepare and I never have to question if the food I'm eating is good for me. They never use preservatives, added sugar, or artificial ingredients. Daily Harvest works directly with farms to freeze their ingredients at peak ripeness to lock in nutrients and taste. And with Daily Harvest, there's an option for any time of day. They have smoothies or oat bowls. I've tried multiple, and the best one to me is the apple and cinnamon one. I'm obsessed. Leif actually ate that yesterday for breakfast, and he was like, wow, that was really filling and actually really delicious. It's super good. They also have like flatbreads for lunch or dinner and also comfort food, like their perfectly roasted harvest bowls. We recommend the broccoli and cheese bowl. The sweet potato and wild rice bowl is also super good. And they have lots of soups too. I just tried their scoops, what they call. It's like a salted caramel caramel, if you will, flavor. It's so good. It has coconut, maple. It's ice um, cream. Yes. Vanilla, Himalayan sea salt, and sweet potato. But don't worry. It does not taste like sweet potato. It's so good. I have it as a treat after I usually have my broccoli and cheese bowl for dinner, which is my favorite one. And I also gave it to my mom when she came to visit me. Daily Harvest is also committed to minimizing their environmental impact. They're in the process of transitioning to 100% recyclable, plant-based, and renewable fiber packaging. Whether you're doing an at-home workout, going on a bike ride, or a hike, or playing pickleball, Daily Harvest is the easiest way to eat undeniably delicious, clean food. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code what we said to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code what we said for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That's dailyharvest.com. We're going to get into this advice column. I'm going to go first and we're just going to read it and give you our best advice. Okay, here we go. Hi, JC and Chelsea. I'm a new listener. I absolutely love your podcast. I sadly don't have a lot of girlfriends. So listening to you guys makes it feel like I do. Piggybacking off of the no girlfriends thing. I'm reaching out to you guys because I need to get something off my chest and hopefully get some advice. I've been dating my boyfriend for two years now and I love him with all my heart. He's funny, caring, honest, and we love doing the same activities. However, he does not share the same religious and political views that I do. I think for some people, it's fine if you do not share those views, but I've realized during this relationship, this is my very first relationship, that these are actually very important things to me, especially since I want to have children one day. So deep in my gut, I believe this relationship might not last, which truly breaks my heart. But the main thing I'm writing to you about is 
something that makes me feel like a selfish and horrible person. My boyfriend's best friend, she has a crush on something, someone she does shouldn't, I mean, does share the same religious and political views as me. Plus, he's attractive and kind and all those good things. I've wondered on multiple occasions what it would be like if I had dated my boyfriend's friend instead of my boyfriend. Would I be happier? Would we be more compatible? I do feel an attraction to his friend. It makes me sick to my stomach that I have these thoughts. If my boyfriend and I end up not working out, would it be terrible to admit my feelings to his friend? I would never want to ruin a friendship. So does that mean I have to suck up my feelings, keep my mouth shut, and move on with life? Thank you for any advice you can offer Love you both. Wow, lots to unpack. Lots to unpack. I feel like you need to break up with your boyfriend. Yeah, I was going to say, there's there's a certain aspect of working through something and understanding that sometimes people go through things where it's like they need to kind of come back to each other. Kind of like we were saying with the Pina Colada song mm-hmm. and the other thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to realize, again, why you love that person and you can get distracted. But if they're your core va- like core values. Who, yeah. yeah, who was it? Um, Oh, Taisha. When she was saying like she broke up with Ian, I, Ivan, I didn't really, Ivan. I didn't really watch the season very oh, much. She broke up with Ivan, I think. Yeah, I think Ivan? Ivan because they had different religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I was saying my family was talking about it, and we were like, it actually is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Like that is how you foundation. raise your kids, and that's how you um, perceive life. And you know, some religions are are similar enough that you can kind of do both or if it's not super important to either of you, but when it's like your entire life and culture and you are looking for someone within that, that understands you, that's definitely a very valid, um, concern check mark. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think like, of course you can work through stuff, but she said, I feel in my gut that this is not going to last. So it's like, trust your gut feelings. Yeah. If it's not going to last, get, get out now. Trust me. Trust your gut. Don't waste your time. But also now moving on to the best friend thing. A lot of people have this thing where they're like, I like the friend. It's like, just honesty is the best thing you can do. It depends how much you like him. Yeah. Like you're obviously- Sometimes it's just because you don't like your boyfriend. Yeah. Apparently right now you're still dating because she keeps calling him. Yeah. Her boyfriend. She's like, if I I end up not working out, would it be terrible? It's like, I don't think you and your boyfriend are going to last considering all these things you're telling me. Like it doesn't seem like you're obsessed with him. And no, I don't think it's terrible to admit your feelings to his friend because what if that guy's your soulmate? And let me just tell you something, liking the same hobbies as somebody is not grounds for a good relationship. Like if no. that's all you have, you're like, well, we like the same things in terms of like what we do. That's not good enough. It's not enough, no. Also, it's not necessarily, that's great to have, but it's a added bonus yes. to have that. Not like, oh, our foundation is we like the same hobbies. Agreed. Okay, break up with your boyfriend. Yeah. Bye. And also go ahead and tell his friend if you want to. Um, just know that it could end up bad, but if if it's more worth if it it's worth it, yes. open up, then do it. Depends on what and you also, like. Also, again, most of the time it's just because you don't like your boyfriend. Yeah. Not because and, and that's the thing. She's acting like, well, she said So I, anything yeah, seems better. Exactly. Like he's cute and this. It's like there's more boys than just these two. Yeah. Like your your boyfriend and his best friend. There's a lot of guys like his best friend. I yeah, promise. there's probably lots of guys. There's lots of fish in the sea. But also that being said, like, it could be a good match. I have no idea. It's hard to know when you're not in this situation. Yeah. Okay. I'm going next. Hey, ladies. Hope you're doing well. I love y'all so much, and the podcasts are literally the best part of my week. And hey to my queens, Sophie and Lady. Aw. I love that. Anyway, I wanted a little advice on how to be sure what to do in the future. I'm only 15, almost 16, and I know it's still a little early to be thinking about what I want to do with my future, but recently it has been really stressing me out. 
I want to live in the moment because I know high school really is an important part of life, but I just can't seem to push those scary thoughts about the future out of my mind. Any advice on how to be sure what to do, not be so worried. Love y'all. Okay. I have a question. We might have, I might've asked you this before, but when you were in high school, were you thinking about your future a lot? Cause I was not at all. Like I maybe was I thinking about who think I was going to so. marry, but not a ton. No. I was not thinking, I mean, maybe here or there, I'm like, maybe I'll do this for my job, but mm-hmm. I wasn't like stressed out. And I feel like a maybe lot of people because of social are. media, people are. I kind of agree with that. I don't think I was very stressed out either about my future. Yeah. I think this is, I don't know, this might be just common sense or something that you don't want to hear, but I truly believe, I say this all the time, that things just work out as they should. And if you can kind of live your life with that belief that everything's going to work out the way it should. I always give the disclaimer. It doesn't mean exactly how you maybe want it or in your exact perfect timing always. But that to me takes a lot of anxiety out of things. When when you're faced with the unknown, if you just have faith that everything will work out for me as it should, as long as I'm doing my best. Mm -hmm. And that to me just takes the stress out of things. Even when we've been looking for a house and stuff, I'm just like, it's fine. Like I have moments where I get a little stressed, but at the end of the day, I just know it'll all work out. And so it allows me to be a little bit more in the moment. Mm -hmm. So I'd say just like try and keep that in mind. I don't know what else to say besides that. Because I think that's great advice. Okay. Hi, Beth, Chelsea, and JC. First, I just want to say thank you for totally revolutionizing the way I think about health, wellness, and my goals. I swear you are some of the most emotionally intelligent people I've ever listened to. I love you guys. Wow. Don't don't give us big heads, girl. Oh, that's a really great compliment. Thank you. My question is about LA. I'm from Michigan and recently got accepted into UCLA for law school. Ooh, sis. Wow. This is a queen. The school looks beautiful. It has amazing programs and a gorgeous campus. However, I'm a little nervous about moving to Los Angeles. I've heard other influencers and podcasters like Emma Chamberlain completely rail on living in LA. And I'm worried I'm naive for thinking living there will be all sun- sunshine and rainbows. I know you've both lived in multiple different places. So my question is, do you recommend living in LA? Can an earnest Midwesterner like me survive? If so, any tips for a newbie? I have so many thoughts about this. Chelsea, yeah. you're a little bit, I mean, we're both new to LA, but you're a little newer than me. Mm-hmm. And you've lived here during uh, a pandemic the entire yes. time. So, And I feel I've gotten a good idea of a little bit. I mean, obviously there's a lot of cities in this country, but you know, I've been, I've been around the block living wise. <laughs> and I, you I don't want to in- be negative. LA is not my first pick of where I would live in terms of tranquility and peace and feeling like I have space for myself. But I'll give you the pros. I'll give you the pros and the cons. I was not expecting you to say that. What? I'm like, you're negative. Get out. Why? (laughs) No, I just wasn't expecting you to lead like that. Well, I'm about to go over the pros. Okay. Just wait. Just give me a second. Okay. I'll say you guys. (laughs) What? Chelsea's getting fidgety. I'm always fidgety. Stop nitpicking me. <laughs> literally with her gold earrings just in the I know. I'm, these aren't making noise, are they? A little bit. Not oh. not too much. So the pros of living in LA, great food. Like absolutely amazing, amazing food. food. The weather is unbelievable. Every morning I wake up and I go outside. It's just even the smell of kind of being near the ocean, it just it just smells fresh. There's a lot of amazing people here. You get a very diverse neighborhood, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, people you meet are very interesting. Yeah, I feel just like interesting. Yeah. And not just, you know, 
from your hometown, you, same old, same old. A lot of different cultures. Yes. It's a melting pot, which I think is, to me, inspiring. Never-ending list of things to do, even in a pandemic, I feel like. There's a lot of nature to explore. You got the mountains. You got the beach. You got a lot of stuff. I'm just being real. I'm just trying to give you a real, I'm not going to be like, it's perfect. And then you come and you're like, wait, I wish I would have gotten like a real, you know, whatever. So I'm just being straight up about the pros and the cons. I haven't been to the Midwest actually. Like I haven't been to I haven't really those places. Either. But if you're coming from somewhere that's a little bit more quiet, get ready for not a quiet city. Mm-hmm. Get ready for lots of helicopters. Yep. Lots of noisy people. Suggest if you are moving out here, especially going to UCLA, that's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. It will be a really good experience. It doesn't mean you have to live here for the rest of my life. That's what I yes. think about living in LA. That's why I'm saying in terms of, you know, where would I want to settle down and have a house and a yard with my family and feel like, I don't know, I'm just living in like a trink, like a, a peaceful place in nature. It would definitely not be in LA. It might be on the outskirts of LA, but it's a fun place for young people to be. Yeah. And I think it all depends on who you're around. I've always said, I I always said I would never live in LA. I don't like busy cities really. I yeah. like to visit them, but that's never where I would want to live. Like yeah. whenever I'm in, you know, Hollywood area, I'm like, I do not want to live here. Like this is too crazy for me. We live a little bit outside of like the major city. And actually my neighborhood is very quiet. Like, I mean, they're definitely like helicopters and stuff like that. It's not like I'm, you know, dealing with the mm-hmm. city noise and like crazy what's the word? Like just cars and stuff all the time. So you can definitely find places that are a little outside of that. But for you, Wait, where I think is UCLA. I actually don't know. Cause I was going to say, I think UCLA specifically is in like the major yeah, area. Let me like look it up place. because I don't even know, but I think it is what you make it. And it is your, it is who you're around. And so if you're going to be around like people who perpetuate the typical LA stereotypes mm-hmm. where it's like plastic surgery, 24 seven and like as we just talked about designer bags for 10 minutes, but like you're only talking about, you know, kind of those surface level things. I could see it being very exhausting and I would not want to live here, but I have the best friends here. So Mm -hmm. that makes it way better for me. I say go for it. I think during this phase of your life, it would be really fun for you. Yeah. It sounds like she's going to do it anyways. It sounds like she just wants a little bit of like a real, um, what to expect. Mm -hmm. Or if maybe you are thinking of different places, but UCLA, I've heard great things about. It looks gorgeous. You gotta come. Mostly because their marching band was in a BTS music video. So if you go there, you must have a chance at meeting BTS. So I say go. (laughs) Also, that's the other cool thing about living in LA is you just see famous people and you're under the spell. It's a fun, it's a fun vibe. You, You can, yes. Okay. Hi, JC, Chelsea, and Beth. I just wanted to start by saying I'm so glad I found your podcast this past year. It has truly been a bright spot in the crazy times we're living in. I was hoping y'all might have some advice on starting to eat plant-based. I'm a senior in high school and my family doesn't eat the healthiest, but I've been researching and I've decided I want to try to go plant-based. I was wondering if y'all have tips for how to do that while living at home and still wanting to eat dinner with your family, if that makes sense. Thank you so, so much. It does make sense. It's hard when you're not cooking. I understand that. I would definitely ask your parents, if they're the ones making dinner every night to number one, you can offer to help and you can offer to make plant-based recipes with them. You don't have to be like, read this and, you know, watch this documentary to try and force them to do it. It almost just pushes them away more so. But if you're like, Hey, there's this really good recipe. Maybe don't mention it's plant-based until later. Be like, Oh yeah, it's all plant-based, whatever. Let's get the ingredients. And then you can help your mom or dad make it. That's a great way to start incorporating it. And then your family might like it. Again, sometimes I just don't tell people something's plant-based because mm-hmm. like, why do they need to know? It, it, yeah. It's not like it has things that are they're allergic to, like, you know, the opposite yeah, yeah. way. So you could offer to make dinner 
you know, once a month or something like that. Be like, hey, can I make dinner on Friday? Whatever. And just choose the best option available for you. Don't stress too much about being perfectly plant-based. It's called crowding out. It's adding more good things in so that all of the stuff that you don't no longer want to eat, like meat and dairy, don't even have room in your diet anymore. So asking whoever goes grocery shopping to get one or two more things of produce a week that you can make, you know, that you can add to your lunches or your dinners, like greens or different kinds of vegetables. But that's really the advice I have for you. Love that. And I also think if, you know, your family's doing a barbecue or something, or they're like making burgers, it's like you can ask your mom if she can get you a black bean burger and yeah. make that for you. You know, there's mm-hmm. ways you can cheat the system. Okay. Hey, queens, Beth included, of course. What advice do you have on building a new wardrobe and developing your own sense of style? Since we're all in quarantine, I've made it a goal to bring my dream war- wardrobe to life in time for next school year when yeah, everything is all feel, hopefully yeah. back to normal. I've tried thrifting a little, which can be hard with social distancing and making a Pinterest board, but I feel like I always end up with basic clothes. Any tips on figuring out what you feel and look good in without dressing like everyone else? Love the podcast and you all so much. Stay safe. Oh my gosh, I relate so hard to you. I tell, that's, uh, you probably wrote this in literally because I always say I'm basic because I feel the same way. I always tell Chelsea, I'm like, can you style me? Like, I just don't, fashion isn't like my number one priority. And, and I don't know, if the girl writing in, I don't know if you are like obsessed with fashion and you feel like you're actually really good at styling or you're just like, don't know how to, because that's kind of how I feel. But I think what you've done right now is a really good start. Like going on Pinterest, kind of getting a vibe of like how to put outfits together. Because sometimes I'll do that where I'll buy an item and I'm like, I do not know how to style this. And then what do I wear this with? Yeah. And then I'll look on Pinterest. I'm like, oh, that's a cute way to style it or on Instagram or something. So I think that is definitely good. You probably have better advice. So yeah, well, even just like being okay with wearing something that's outside of the box because that's really the main reason most people do dress more basic. That's the reason I will sometimes do that as well. Even if I have a really cool outfit on, I'll be like, no, this is too much. And then I'll put on like something actually more neutral or basic. But something lately I've been doing, this is kind of bad advice in general because I'm about to say like impulsive, but I will find myself going through a website. I'll see something that catches my eye automatically. Mm -hmm. But then I talk myself out of it because I'm like, I won't wear that, whatever, whatever. And then I'll buy something else. And it's like, yeah, maybe I'll wear that neutral thing twice more or something. But recently when I have bought more like colorful, crazy things, like that sweater vest I have that's like purple with like yellow something. I've worn it like four times. Mm -hmm. And I used, I thought maybe when I bought it, I would only wear it once. But I find myself actually reaching for it more than I thought I would Mm -hmm. and not regretting it whatsoever. When I thought maybe I would because it's a little bit of a crazier out there piece. And the more you wear out there, out there pieces, the more you feel comfortable in them. Yeah, I agree. I think I have one last piece of advice and it's accessorizing. I feel like truly accessories take an outfit up so many notches and you could wear something quote unquote basic. I always joke that I'm like, I literally only wear like white shirts and jeans when I get dressed and that's on, that's being generous because most of the time I actually wear sweats or just like leggings and a sweatshirt when I'm at home all day. But when you pile on a bunch of cute jewelry. So recently I had this colorful necklace that has like colorful beads on it and a daisy. And I wouldn't normally like spend money on that. Cause I'm just like, same thing. Like, yeah. I'm like, that's a little too crazy. Like I'd rather just buy gold yes. jewelry that I like wear every day. Like a basic gold chain or something. Yeah. But first of all, so many people, whenever I wear it on social media, people are like, where is that necklace from? Like, it's so fun and eye catching. And I've literally worn it like five times and I've had it for two weeks. So yeah, I feel the same way. It's like, 
if you just get some really fun accessories and even go on ASOS, they have like a ton of just fun sunglasses and earrings to dress things up. So that's going to take your outfit up a million notches. Yes, 100%. Colorful earrings, colorful necklaces, colorful sunglasses, shoes also. Mm-hmm. I think people, Fun shoes. People forget about shoes, but shoes are the most important part of an outfit most of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're not showing your feet in something. But if you're wearing the right shoes, it will make or break your outfit. Yeah, so it truly Sometimes can. I have to tell myself, just focus on shoes right now. Just like, don't worry about getting a ton more shirts. You have enough shirts. Get mm-hmm. cool shoes and it will change how the shirt looks. So true. Hi, Beth, JC, and Chelsea. Beth, if you're reading this, bless your soul. Oh. I need advice on how to let go of a man. I've been dealing with a breakup with someone I thought I'd be with forever. RIP. We dated for a year and a half. Broke up last May. Then we talked back in October and he told me he doesn't know why he broke up with me. It's all on him. He still loves me. He needs to work on himself, blah, blah, blah. But we haven't talked since and it seems like nothing's changed. I just want to be done because I'm tired of waiting, but I also can't help but think our story isn't over and maybe we'll end up together someday. How do I deal with these feelings? P.S. To make it worse, we're coworkers. Oh, sorry. Okay, that actually really That makes it a lot worse. I'm glad that you feel like you're ready to move on and you're tired of waiting because that's usually where most people get stuck. Mm -hmm. But if you do feel like your story is not over... There's no point in thinking that until it happens, really. Totally. So you might as well move on. And and you know what? If your story's not over, I promise you the second you move on and stop caring, that's when it will, that's yeah. when he'll peek back, you know, yeah. peek back into your life. So <laughs> that's when he'll peep on you. Yeah. Like that's when I think I'm a peeping Tom. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying peep, that usually happens when you stop peeping trying, Tom. people yeah. usually come back. So it's almost like you just have to completely get that out of your mind, drop him completely. Mm-hmm. But the fact that your coworkers is kind of haney. Because yeah, that, that is, is Then you're they're just in your mind all day. Yeah. And the more that you see or think of somebody, the more you find yourself liking them. Yeah. You need you need a new man. Yeah, you do. You need to find a new man, sis. She's like, cool, that's the advice you give. Yeah. I'm like, find someone else. Bye. <laughs> Quit your job and find someone else. Okay. Hi, Beth, JC, and Chels. I have been an avid listener since quarantine 2020, and I've even gone back and listened to all the OG episodes. I am truly obsessed, and you give the best advice paired with hilarious girl talk, my favorite. Thank you so much. Wait a second. What? When she said quarantine 2020, I just thought about if this year for the rest of the year, it's very likely that we're going to be quarantined again, that we'll have like, oh, quarantine 2020, quarantine 2021. (gasps) Literally two separate years. Absolutely. I do not even want to think about that. Because right now it's just one time. Like quarantine. It's like, okay, one year. year. That was, yeah. Because it's almost been a year. It has literally been almost a year since we, since that started, which you could not have paid me enough money. I would not have believed you. No. That is absolutely insane. Okay. Uh, anyways, I'm in a bit of a predicament. Basically, I hate my job. Doesn't seem like the worst issue in the world, but truly it's taking a toll on my mental health. But the problem is that I'm tired of working for other people. I would love to work for myself, somehow creating things or travel somehow, but I really can't be out of work right now as my husband just got laid off and is also searching for a new job. Any suggestions, tips, etc. I know both of you are entrepreneurs and I just have no idea what to start or how, but I want to live my dream life. And this just ain't it, honey. Help. Take our Balance Boss yeah. course. <laughs> so I immediately online. Head to balanceboss.co. No, I mean, that's genuinely, like a perfect example of who would really benefit from our course. Yes. Our health and business course that we launched, I will still give you advice, but I want to tell yes. you this first. It is literally for someone like you who is like struggling to know what your goals are and what you even want to do. It's about getting clear about those things and really like making your dreams a reality. So if you do have, any bit of like money to invest in yourself, I would truly highly recommend. Um, wait, is this still going to be available by the time this is up? Yes. It will literally, 
This might be a sign because it is literally going to not be available in two days. So if you want to get our January health and business course, if you're feeling like lost or you just feel like you can't stick to your goals to anyone out there, you guys should definitely check out our Balance Mm -hmm. Boss course. 80-20 is the perfect percentage when you're trying to transition jobs. I did this when I was doing multiple jobs as well. Like I was doing microblading at the time, right before we started this podcast. I think even while you were starting, yeah. yeah. 80% of your time should be to what's making you the most money. And then 20% of the time can be to your side hustle that you're trying to grow. As soon as that side hustle is giving you 80% of your income or the majority of your income, then you can switch to giving that 80% of your time. And you can still keep the other one 20% of the time, maybe take less time or hours or whatever it is. But that's my best advice. Yeah. I think that's really good. I was going to say a lot of people, as much as I would love to be like, quit your job and just work on your dreams because I really obviously am passionate about business. And I believe that we should all love our careers so much. So the fact that you hate your job, like actually does make me really sad. But I think while you still have your job, this is maybe not going to be what you want to hear, but okay. I just got this five minute journal that I've been using this year. And it's basically a gratitude journal where you just write down like, what am I, what are th- three things I'm grateful for? How could I make today? Great. Three ways I can make today. Awesome. Daily affirmations. And to me, this gratitude just heals so much and helps so much of your life and your situation, especially if you're feeling like just not good. So I would venture to say like, try and find things like this could be just a simple way to start. You don't have to necessarily get this journal, but just practicing gratitude every day could maybe help you find ways that you do like your job a little bit. Or obviously if it's paying the bills, then that's something to be grateful for. So it's like find little ways that you're grateful for it while you, like Chelsea said, are working on something else. I'm not saying just stay with your job, be grateful for it. It's like, let's start you a side hustle. Let's start thinking about like what direction you want to head in. I love that you said like you want to travel and create things. And even though it's hard with travel right now, obviously creating things you can do from anywhere. And literally with social media, I would say, I don't know if you want to be an influencer or anything like that or what you're trying to create because I didn't get too much context, but I would venture to say like get on TikTok and just start creating fun stuff that you like the vibe of because that out of every social media platform is the best algorithm at this exact Mm -hmm. moment to grow if like that's something you're interested in. But I think just start working towards something that you like and find gratitude for the things about your job that you like. And then hopefully when your husband gets a new job, you can start moving on to something else. Yeah. I think this might be my last one. Okay. Hi, ladies and Beth. I hope you gals are having a wonderful day. I'm so thrilled I came across the podcast. You guys make long days at work so much better. Thank you. I've been in a relationship for the past six months and we have completely and totally fallen in love. I mean, head over heels. We live two hours away from each other. Although it's not ideal, we are making the best of it and haven't run into too many issues. Here's the thing. This year, I will be heading off to college in the fall. He is also moving out of state around the same time. Only one of the eight schools I applied to will be near him, and all the others are six plus hours away. I have always told myself I would never follow a boy to college, and I still stand by that. We have talked about it and both agree that no matter where we end up, we will do long distance and make it work. I really want to be with him, but I'm nervous that we're both starting new chapters in our lives, and it won't work out if we're not physically near each other. The last thing I want is to pressure myself into going to the school that's near him just because I'm afraid of losing him. He's not pressuring at me at all and has made it very clear that he has to part in where I that he has to part in where I choose. No part in maybe. Oh yeah, maybe no part. He has no part in where I choose, but how do I confidently eliminate him from my decision? It is hard because here's the thing, if you do follow him and you guys break up, you're going to be you're that gonna will really him. that will really mess you up. So if you 
go to a different school and you guys are meant to be, you'll be, you'll work out. I think, yeah, I think this is actually kind of an ideal situation. Cause mm-hmm. first of all, it sounds like you're in a healthy relationship where he's not pressuring you. He's not being overbearing or controlling and you are, you know, being independent and still doing what you want. So I think that's really awesome that you guys are able to be like that. And I absolutely think that if it's meant to be long distance will work for you and you'll find your way, you know, to each other. And if long distance breaks you, you were not meant to be. Again, we just have to always have the belief that what's meant to be will happen. And it literally eliminates so much stress. Yes. And it's hard to see in the moment, especially, but I think it would actually be really good for you if you were long distance for a little while, see if you stand the test of time. And if you don't, you're meant to be with someone else. Yeah. And maybe after a year or something, you're just like, I can't do this. We're meant to be. And then you get together and get married happily ever after. But you, I don't think it's the smartest idea to go for it right away. No. To go be with him. You yeah. know? I agree. But I, it sounds like you have a good head on your shoulders. Especially, especially if he's not doing it for you either. You know, you don't have to don't follow your man. No, no, you don't have to. Okay. <laughs> here's the last one. Hi, ladies, and thank you for providing my weekly entertainment. I have a health-related advice question. I have struggled with acne for so long, and I know it's hormonal, so it's something I've been working on with various practitioners. I'm pretty much plant-based already, and I feel like the next thing I need to try is cutting gluten and reducing sugar, but I go in such phases, shifting between, okay, let's try cutting this gluten, sugar, et cetera. I deserve clear skin, and these are the things that are going to help, and F this. Hashtag acne positivity. I should be able to eat what I want, and if I'm craving a cookie, I'm gonna have one. Messages online are so confusing with people actively promoting both. And I just feel like I'm swinging on a pendulum, never knowing what to do. And at this rate, I feel like my acne is never going to go away with a literal, (laughs) with a smiley face. I'm dead. Do you have any advice for finding a balance here? Anything is appreciated. Your girl is struggling. Excited for this episode. Regardless. I relate to you a lot. I have one thing to say. The best health tip I could give you is to reduce and manage your stress and learn how to manage your stress. Because no matter how perfect your diet is or how perfect your workout routine is or how perfect your skincare routine is, if you're stressed, your skin will not be like false. Maybe it will, but but something else. Any kind of ailment we have that's like physical, I truly believe comes down, comes down to stress and stress um, comes up in different people in different ways. Some mm-hmm. people shows up as anxiety and gut problems. A lot of people have gut problems. Um, sometimes it comes into, you know, it holds on to extra weight. That's not necessary for your body type. Sometimes it comes in skin problems. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it comes in hair loss. Like there's a ton of things. And if you can learn to manage your stress, and I'm not just talking about like just school stress or other things, stress in all areas of your life, and you learn how to be present more, you will find that all areas of your life will improve drastically. Mm-hmm. Stress is what's really causing all of your issues. I was going to say, sounds like you need our balance boss yeah. yoga reset. <laughs> no, but literally. Like, yeah. I feel like you need exactly what Chelsea said. You need to reduce your stress as much as possible. I so relate to you where I'll struggle with acne and I'll think the same thing. I'm like, I just need to cut out sugar. I'm sure sugar has a huge part to do with this and I have a sweet tooth. And then I'll swing on that pendulum, like you said, where I'm like, no, like I'm not gonna just cut out all sugar from my diet and then be craving and thinking about it and stressed about it all the time and not be able to have a cookie when I'm at a girl's night with my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, this is dumb. I like, when you're ex- when you're explaining that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have those exact feelings and thoughts. So mm-hmm. you are definitely not alone. No, it's, and, it's a very common thing with every single issue. Yes, And when you're saying like people online have such differing things, sometimes you have to stop looking at everyone online for advice and just like really focus on you because everyone is so different and they're all going to have different advice for you. So focus on my advice. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But I think 
everyone is just, we're all individuals and different things work for us. And I'm glad you're working with like practitioners and trying to figure out if it is a hormone imbalance and stuff like that. But I genuinely feel like, yes, eating clean is always going to be beneficial, like point blank period, Mm -hmm. you know? But also if you're so stressed about it all the time, then it almost kind of negates, like it, it cancels each other out where it's like, well, now you're stressed. So your skin still hates you. Yeah. So I think that was great advice. I think reduce your stress as much as possible. Drink a ton of water, eat as clean as you can, but still treat yourself. And almost when you're not so focused on like, I can't eat sugar. Oh, this is going to be bad for my skin. It's almost like if you can just kind of like let go of that, things affect you less. If you let go of the pressure from it, it's the what you resist persists. So if you're constantly thinking about all the things that are causing you to have more acne and you're trying to avoid it, that's all you're going to be thinking about and you're going to put more stress on yourself. Also get Curology. I'm yeah, serious. Seriously. That helped me with my acne a lot. And I'm sure you've tried a lot of stuff, but we, that's one of our sponsors and we love Curology. You can literally get like a free treatment plan, like a free yeah. little uh, thing if you want to use our also, code. Also last, last little thing about that is don't be afraid to do trial and error with things. I know it can get really exhausting when you feel like you keep trying new diets or new things to fix that physical ailment for you specifically, like your skin, relieve the stressor, relieve, relieve the stress, relieve the pressure, what you're trying to fix automatically. And that's getting rid of expectations from, okay, I'm going to try this one thing. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to be really upset. Mm -hmm. Think of it as I'm going to try this one thing. And if it doesn't work out, I can try something else. Yeah, for sure. Love that. Mic drop. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for writing in to our monthly advice column. We love doing these episodes and it's fun to be able to kind of feel just like we're connecting with you guys. Uh, Last month? December, no. Yeah, so we missed you. We did miss you guys. It was on Christmas, so we took a little month off. But hope you guys are having an amazing day. Hope you have an amazing weekend. We love you so much. And that's That's what what we said. said. Goodbye. Goodbye.